0: Welcome to Amplify, the Revolution Her podcast, dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and amplifying women's voices globally.
1: Our community is a fierce collective of women who are ready to live the lives they always dreamed they would. Together, our strength as a community of inspiring and ambitious women is truly unstoppable. I'm Maria Locker, founder and CEO of Revolution Her.
0: And I'm your co-host, Grace Moores, founding partner of Revolution Her. Today, our theme is do the work. And we're chatting with none other than HGTV's Fix My Flip host, Paige Turner. And we'll be talking about putting in the hours, laying the foundations, and building up to see our vision come to life. Now, we had the pleasure of
1: hearing from Paige as a panelist during our International Women's Day discussion, and we are so excited to welcome her back again. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this amazing woman first, though. Paige Turner is an entrepreneur extraordinaire, real estate broker, flipping expert, executive producer, TV host, vision strategist, and founder of EGAP Real Estate and Do the Work, Inc. After working for many years under the tutelage of great humanitarians such as Magic Johnson, Paige is a self-started and successful entrepreneur that has been a real estate broker, flipper, and investor for two decades, a published author. She owns Do The Work Inc. and BLW Productions, and she is co-creator, executive producer, and host of her second hit HGTV show, Fix My Flip. Paige is an expert in all facets of residential real estate, flipping, investing, building businesses, and persevering through tough times. She is a huge personality, and she is extremely inspirational, sensationally entertaining, and is inspired by others. As a single mom to three girls, Paige solely supported her daughters through private school and top universities, all without child support and through the recession. Paige's vision, resilience, and work ethic have propelled her to the top of her industry, and she shares her expertise to help others adapt to change and emerge even stronger on the other side. Obviously, we have a lot to learn <laughs> from this amazing Hello. woman. <laughs> Please help us welcome Paige Turner.
2: Well, I should read this every day. <laughs> 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 can you guys come in the morning? Just that you can be my alarm in the morning. Like, good morning. Here is your bio
1: for the day. Good morning, Maria. Good morning, Grace. Good, <laughs> oh, good morning. To see you. Oh my goodness! And that's all you. I mean. It should feel good because you have done yeah. a lot and you still do a lot. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my, it's a great you.
0: reminder, actually, when you hear it like that. I, you're, you're absolutely right. We should be listening to these things that we do every day.
2: Yeah. Just to remind us like, hey, you are strong.
1: You are capable. You can do the work and see the fruit. Let's go. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. So we're going to be sharing so much today with our listeners because, I mean, your advice, your expertise, we are just so thrilled that we can share it with everyone. So first of all, we have to say congratulations on the airing of your new show on HGTV. Um, How does it feel? We're just going to start there. How does it feel now that it's on national television? And tell us a little bit about it for anyone who's not watched it because it's amazing.
2: Oh, well, thank you. It's surreal. You know, it's um, definitely a labor of love because this time, unlike with the first show in Nashville, I'm behind the camera with responsibilities as well as co-creator and executive producer. Mm -hmm. So there are more responsibilities, even more weight on my shoulders. And um, so it makes it even a little bit more exhilarating because it's like this is, you know, my vision that's been birthed. You know, yeah. my my writing partner and I, Freddie, we created a show and then I pitched it. So it's not like it's on the other side where a show was given to me like uh, my previous show. Um, but the show is fun. It is a learning experience. It's what I hope anyway for the audience. There's tough negotiations. I'm coming in to help, you know, flailing and uh, failing flippers. Mm-hmm. Um save their flips. I come in with my own team, my own money, a plan. And what's crazy is I'm not sure that every flipper will actually heed to my advice. And Mm. if we'll even get to the finish line or not in these episodes,
1: that's stressful. Like I, I have to say, I've never seen a concept like that before. Like, I mean, I'm obsessed with flipping shows, I just right. have to tell you. <laughs> um, but I've never seen a concept like that done where it's, you know, it's someone who's experienced trying to help others who are in that flipping industry. So what made you guys come up with that concept? Because I I think it's so fresh and real.
2: Well, you know, that's, that's like a, it's like trifold. So when we were putting the concept together across the country, you know, we're in a, still in a really huge seller's market. Mm -hmm. And in order to, when writing the show, I'm like, wow, carrying 12 flips, you know, for a 12 episode, you know, season, that's ridiculous. (laughs) And it's not even imaginable for me, you know, because especially moving back to Los Angeles, my hometown, where flips are going to cost between 600,000 to 1 million just to get in the flip. That's pre-renovation. Caring, okay. $12 million with an inventory at one time, probably not. So I had to get creative. And, and then what was really cool, because I've been in the business for 20 years, I'm now in the seat and position of an expert where mm-hmm. I can show people how to get out of these failing flips and turn the profit. I haven't come across one yet that I haven't been able to help if they listen to me. Mm-hmm. So it, it really just came from the market, my now expertise. And really it's cool because I've been in the business so long. Wow. I'm in a place where I can give back to people, you know? Yes. There's a negotiation because it's still my business. Okay. But I'm putting in my own money. So we have to shake hands on that and write a real contract on how I'm going to get this investment back. Um, I'm still like, wow, this is pretty cool. I can help people, you know, in a different way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's such a, a timely, a timely exercise too, in like in terms you say how the market is and and how the prices are just going crazy right now. And I think also with everybody being home during the pandemic, like we've had a lot of people t- doing a lot more renovations, maybe than they would have done previously. We're seeing especially on social media a lot of people that are, you know, doing their own renovations as well. I'd love to know how did you how did you get started in in real estate and how did you start flipping houses? How did that all begin and why? Right. Well, you mentioned
2: Maria when reading my bio so beautifully that um, <laughs> I worked for Magic Johnson for many years, and so I was able to see a true entrepreneurial, you know, true entrepreneurial spirit and business. And um, by the time I moved up in his huge organization, uh, we were small in numbers but big in impact. I was working in the Magic Johnson Development Department, where he was going into urban neighborhoods and planting and building movie theaters. And at the time, um, the vice president of Magic Johnson um, Development, Ken Lombard, was like, you should go into real estate personality, this and that. And I was young. You know, I was like, OK. Anyways, long story short, I journeyed with my very small children um, to Nashville because L.A. was too expensive <laughs> for, as a single mom. And I remembered when Ken said that to me and I said, well, what does that even really mean? So I looked into it. And I got my real estate license, you know, maybe a year later. That was back in 2003. And then I think that it was just a natural progression as an entrepreneur to look for different, you know, streams of income. And in real estate, there are many, you know, and and like you mentioned, Grace, during the pandemic, the heat of it, you know, the thick of it in 2020, you're tapping into your creativity on how can I continue to feed my family and eat myself, you know, while being at home on lockdown. And one of those ways was, oh, you know, and that's where the creative side of Fix My Flip came in. Well, there's so many different ways to make money in real estate. And one is being an investor. So instead of me saying, oh, I need an investor now, I'm like, oh, I can be an investor. Um, and so back to my, my journey into flipping, it was a natural progression. You know, I was like, hmm, how else can I make money in this business? And that's where flipping came from. It wasn't as easy as that because <laughs> I've lost a lot, but that's how it started.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: It's, I, I just find it so astounding too, because, you know, when you think back to the fact that, you, you know, you, like you said, you're a single mom, you had these three young girls in tow, two of them are twins. So that's yes. just a, a, whole <laughs> a whole other, right <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and I'm just so amazed by all that you do. So let's just do a quick recap. You have three daughters, single mom, they've all graduated. You have your own TV show. You own and run a brokerage. You flipped over 110 homes at this point. That's probably gone up even since this was written. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And you're an author. So, I mean, you do so much. I'd love if you could share some of the tips you have on managing so many projects at once.
2: Um, A lot of tears. A lot of (laughs) tears, begging God. Um, Let's see what else, but a lot of planning. Um, and that doesn't mean that I I rise when it's dark only for you ladies. Um, and you know, uh, I go to sleep when it's dark. No, it doesn't mean that, but it does mean uh, that I had to learn myself the most. Okay. Paige now, there's no such thing as balance. So I had to throw that out the window many, many years ago. Thank I think. you.
0: <laughs> thank you. I feel like everyone's trying to get this balance. Sorry, just to jump in there. It, and it's such a myth. And I think everyone's striving for it. And as soon as they let it go, that's when the peace comes. So thank you yes. for saying that.
2: The peace, the grace, the understanding of self, that I'm only human and I've done all I can do today. Yeah. And if I had a misstep, because, you know, maybe I you know, watch a TV for an hour, or I just didn't feel like doing it today, then that's the grace that I give myself because what I know of myself is it's going to get done because I need to eat. So Mm -hmm. if I want to eat, (laughs) I have to do the work. Right. And if I want a certain lifestyle, I have to do the work so it'll get done. Um, But when I threw that notion out many years ago, um, I think that, you know, I leave the balance for balance beams and gymnasts for me (laughs) I I give attention to what needs attention at that moment, like literally at that moment, you know, and I do structure time. So when I had my girls in the house, then, you know, from three to nine, that was their time that took the stress off of me trying to balance being a mom and being an entrepreneur and putting food on our table and chasing my dreams. Like, nope, this is their time because I birthed them. So my first responsibility is to them, you know? And once I said, that's it, you know, then that part of the stress left. And then from nine to 12, because I was going to stay up to 12 anyway, I could work on me. And then it starts all over the next day. Now that they're gone and I have all of this time, which is amazing. I didn't know so many hours were in the day. (laughs) Um, You know, it's the same thing. You know, I'm still, I still have my hands in a lot of projects, but I've learned to give myself grace, my daily mantras, my daily disciplines, because motivation, I'm not, you know, my motivation now, um. It's just discipline, you know, it's kind of like, because there's highs and lows, the older Mm -hmm. I get, I'm more emotional, (laughs) unapologetically, Mm -hmm. right? And like, okay, I'm gonna cry right now. What? What are you gonna say about it? I don't care. You know, I want to cry. So I cry. Um, If I get a little upset that I balance out more because I'm giving myself grace and I know how to take my deep breaths. Like, hold on. I'll be right back. Let me circle back on that before I blow up. Yeah. Just learning me.
0: Yeah. And I I love that. I I love the fact that you've talked on the fact that you have to work on that mindset. Cause actually the next question, which you've sort of answered, but I'm going to explore a bit more was this do the work mindset that you have. Is that something that you've always had? Or is it something that you've trained yourself with the mindset and with, um, you know, reminding yourself every day, like it, was it something that came natural or was it something that you needed to do in order to survive? It's a great
2: question, Grace. So Working for me towards vision is natural because I believe I'm a born visionary, you know, I was born to entrepreneurs, you know, and, you know, first timers in their family on a a whole bunch of different levels. So I think that comes naturally. But um, early on, I think my children helped me. Do the work, but I've been saying it for years, and it's not do the work from a lazy standpoint because I know yeah. Kim K has gotten some backlash on that. You know, <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's not from being lazy because one thing that most women aren't is lazy. Okay, agreed, agreed. It, you know, it's more <laughs> about um, busting your your um, fear and doubt bubbles. It's more mm-hmm. about reaching beyond yourself, and when that intuition inside of you sparks an idea that you act on it before somebody else does, because there's nothing new under the sun. And we've all had those aha moments like I thought of that 20 years ago, (laughs) but I didn't do anything about it. The next woman did. She got up before the sun came up so that she can work on her vision plan before her babies got up. You know, that was me because if I didn't do it, then nobody else in my household was going to, and the next woman would. So I want to be at that, you know, ahead of the curve. And to do that, I had to get up and just do it. I had to do it tired. I had to do it sad. I had to do it happy. I had to do it with money. I had to do it without money. I had to do it in a recession. I had to do it so that I could get here my second show. Yeah. I had to do it during the recession when we were all scared. Are we, are we going to live or die? Are anybody in our family, are they going to live or die? I still had to get up and figure it out.
1: Well, and I would think that that, I mean, the perseverance that it takes to do that kind of work, to put in that kind of effort, you know, and to come through, you know, we're just on the cusp of saying we're past the pandemic, I would like to say, Um, you know, I would think that that really informed a lot of how you persevered through what what a lot of people are saying was the toughest two years any of us have ever experienced but you already had that built into you so what was it like for you these past couple years i know this isn't in our or i just i have to ask because there's so much that goes into it
2: well it was crazy maria so i decided in (laughs) all of my visionary glory to once I realized my daughter, my last daughter, had graduated from college back in 2019, my first show was over the se- Like they, they canceled the whole franchise. And so I was like, you know, I moved to Nashville to raise my kids. I love Los Angeles. I didn't want to leave. I just couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, at 20 years later, I raised them to be big city girls. So, you know, you have one in Virginia, one in New York, one was still, she just graduated from her school in um, Louisville. But um, I knew she was going to go somewhere and spread her wings. I said, I think my time in Nashville's up. My agent was sending me out here on auditions, which I had never been on before. I didn't even know what I was doing. And so that was in 2019. Long story short, I decided to move back in October of 2019. And I was oh. staying with one of my best girlfriends from high school And because I I was scared, I was like, I could have afforded to move right into an apartment, but I, I've been a country girl for 20 years in Nashville. (laughs) So prices had tripled. Right. And I'm like, I'm doing this by faith. I'm doing this as a visionary. And I'm like, okay, I'm just not ready to be on my own yet. So I'm just staying with her and her family, you know, my surrogate nephew, and she's my surrogate sister and brother-in-law. And I've known them (laughs) since I was 14. So I was safe. And then the pandemic hits in March and I'm (laughs) like, what? What? (laughs) <laughs> What's happening? So now I'm like, um, I don't even have my real estate license here yet. What exactly am I doing? You know, and so then you oh, know, fear man. comes in, and they had just renovated their home, and um my my surrogate brother-in-law had just renovated their detached garages because most houses out here in Los Angeles have detached garages.
0: okay. And
2: I said I have to keep going. Now I had just written the go life book in twenty nineteen. I was just about to put it out. I did in October, but then we're really December, sorry, but then the pandemic hit. And I was like, you guys, I had to start reading my own book. I was like, how do I get through? What is a pandemic? First of all, are we dying? <laughs> is it the apocalypse? Like I didn't know. And I started this, um, online zoom. I didn't even know what zoom was. Okay. And I was like, we have to figure this out. I was a old school <laughs> Skype girl. And I was doing some Instagram lives and I started, um, it's literally because I'm talking to you. I was in his garage and I was like, wow, he's in the music industry and in his garage, he has platinum and gold plaques all around. And yeah. I said, wow, there's a lot of greatness in this garage, greatness in garages. So I started interviewing people that I know, like kid from Kid and play Jasmine, who's uh, Sanders, who's the co-host of the DL Hughley radio show. Mm-hmm. You know, I started interviewing these greats Right online, like, you know, on these Zooms, and I called it Greatness in Garages.
1: I love that. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea. Love that.
2: When you know the network saw it, I was still going. You know, I still had to dig deep and find a way, even through a pandemic. A few people laughed at me, Greatness in Garages. That's funny. I was like, yes, but this is keeping us going. So this small community that was tuning in twice a week to Greatness in Garages hearing me interview these greats that, you know, how, how do we keep going? What are your suggestions? Because they were telling us what to do to keep going as well. Yeah. And I did that for months. And um, that, that's what started me writing again. Okay. You know, Freddie, that's my uh, manager and my production partner, my writing partner, we got to keep going, you know, so let's write a show for me. Cause all these pictures that we're getting for me, I, they're not resonating with me yes
1: what a full circle story that is so cool so I love that
0: (laughs) and I do you know what else I love I love that you focus on what you can control that's been my big learn this year is is focusing on what you can control and so that was very evident and that's a great example of working with what you've got and what you can control and not letting the things you can't control dictate which direction you go in so I, I love that
2: Grace, I'm writing that down. I will give you credit.
0: (laughs) But it's true. You know,
2: I can control, even though a lot of people had the, you know, pandemic 2030, I could control my body. I worked out every day, not in a gym, right there on the streets, going up and down the hill, doing lunges. You know, that was my only focus, training my body, because I thought we might have to start running for our lives, you know? (laughs) I didn't know what was going to happen I was like push-ups I'm like I'm thinking like the walking dead level right like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to get out of these streets and bend for my family and and then the greatness and garages you know yeah. focusing on us focusing on women how, how can and you know some men jumped on there too which is fine I always forget about the men you guys I know there's some, some good like, ones there are. There, are, there are some good ones I, just, yeah. I forget about them so the men too jumping on and continuing our creativity because I think under pressure is when we get the most creative Yeah. You know, because there's not a woman that doesn't figure out how to pay her bills.
1: Yeah. We're going to figure it out. There's always a way, right? Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about, so we, we touched on the pandemic, but I think one thing we haven't really touched on is just the burnout and mental fatigue that a lot of people have seen, mental health challenges. I mean- you know, yes, women in particular have really experienced that, but it's around the world. We've all had this kind of uh, a burnout. There's no other better word for it. Are there any steps that you take daily? You know, you've mentioned that, you know, you worked on you, your body, what are maybe your top three ways that have helped you to really stay in that good mental focus and, and good health?
2: Well, one, we mentioned um, giving, giving ourselves some grace, you know, some, some leniency. If I, skip a workout. Okay. What are you training for the Olympics? No. Okay. So (laughs) that's okay. But daily, um, always gratitude starting off really just, you know, taking a breath, like, all right, I'm here. I'm well-fed. I have shelter, you know, so gratitude. Yes. Exercise. That's what fuels me and my brain. Um, constant learning. If we stop learning, if we stop reading, even if that's only for five minutes a day, you have to find somewhere where you can get poured back into great mm-hmm. podcasts, like Revolutioner, right? So you have to get poured back into. And yeah, I might call myself an expert now, but it doesn't mean that I'm in a place where I, ha- I can stop learning. Right. So that will be forever. And then just realizing that we're on this life path. And we don't know what's tomorrow. I think that's one of a lot of great things came out of the pandemic, a lot of horrible things mostly. But, you know, personally, if I can say, it's, it's realizing that we are on a life path and we don't know what tomorrow holds, literally. Mm-hmm. Like we don't know. So when somebody says, what's in the, the market forecast i don't know and neither do you okay we're on a day by day basis right now now we can all say okay this could happen this should happen interest rates went up 1% are you kidding me 10 years ago it was 17% stop it you guys just save your money okay <laughs> earn spend a little bit on a little little bit on yourself and save the rest so but i think it's just realizing that you know we plan for life and i tell people you know write the plan work the plan and the plan will work for you and i mm-hmm. still believe that but then there's so much grace in there So daily gratitude, grace, and still doing the work, still working your vision plan.
1: There's like all I can. uh, So as you're saying all these amazing things, I'm picturing like all these different quotes I can pull and post (laughs) because you just have so many fantastic nuggets that just, I can't write them down fast enough, actually. Um, So I really, you know, we appreciate you sharing so much so much greatness. And I have to tell everyone who's listening. So this is super early in the morning where pages she's on the West coast. Like she mentioned in LA, we're on the East coast, just outside of (laughs) Toronto and slowly the sun and the fog is lifting up. behind. It's like the most beautiful
2: (laughs) landscape behind you. That's such a blessing. Right. And because I asked God for this specific unit um, facing um, West, I see because of my mindset, because of my entrepreneurial spirit. And because of, this is one of my mental, um, keeper togethers, you know how I stay together. Yeah. I see the Hollywood sign every morning. I see the Hollywood observatory every morning. I see the wow. coastline over here every morning. And I'm able to wake up, literally say, good morning, Los Angeles. So <laughs> how can amazing. I serve you today? And what will you do for me today? I say uh, it every day. You know, and it's such gratitude. And because of the price, it makes me get up and work even harder. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) Me,
0: girl, get up, go to work. <laughs> oh my I gosh. Love I love your energy. And I, I really do. We had you, as we mentioned in your bio, that you joined us for international women's day um, for our panel on uh, women empowerment. Oh, and you were amazing. We've had such great feedback. So thank you so much. And one of the things you talked about, which again is going back to that whole burnout was protecting your peace. And mm-hmm. so um Is that like a daily mantra for you? Is that like something that you practice daily?
2: Yeah, it's a daily reminder. It has to be, you know, being behind the camera also comes with more challenges. Yeah, When you're talent in front of the camera, you do what you have to do, which is hard. Staying on all day is hard, all day for 10 hours a day. (laughs) That's hard enough. But then having to deal with everything behind the camera as a woman in this business, as a minority woman in this business, It's no joke. And so I have to learn to, number one, daily. And I tell myself daily, your voice, your experience has value. Yeah. Okay. And with that value comes certain, um, understand what I'm about to say, ladies, certain demands of respect and what I won't accept less on. Good for you. So when I remember... Protect your peace, number one. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. Give me five minutes so I can come back and figure this out. Yeah. Because there are still disrespects in this business as a woman. Yeah. That have to be addressed constantly. Oh, I wish I could tell the stories of the <laughs> disrespect from men That's... that might be he hee ha ha but that have led me to have to say to my piece, you know, there's something old school that um, old gospel singers used to say, old, old church, hold my mule, hold my mule while I go handle this real quick. You guys stay over there so I can go handle this step outside of my character, which actually it is my character because I can go there mm-hmm. and put some people in check as to who I am and what I require and what I demand in respect. Yeah. I'm too old. I'm not 20 learning this business. I am 48. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. I'm almost 49 <laughs> years old. I've been ready. I, my birthday's at the end of April. So I've been getting ready for 49. I'm almost 49 years old. And I, are you kidding me? I don't have to do any of this.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: good. and I can go and anywhere, anywhere I go, I'm going to be successful. So I'm not going to. You know, okay. That's for another podcast. So <laughs> protecting my peace. You see, I get riled up about it because it's been tiptoed on. Yeah. You know? And when people start tiptoeing on your intelligence, no, no, no let me accept, let me protect my peace and then remind you of my value
0: yeah it certainly i think becomes easier as we get older i think when we're yes. young <laughs> and we're we just go for it and we we there's less we also take it we back. go for it and we take it we yeah. do we do but as we get older i i feel there is this self awareness and self confidence that we won't allow things to to be treated some way or to, be, to, to gain that respect back. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah <laughs> I love seeing that. I love that protect, protecting your peace. Yeah. Is, um, oh, so
1: much. It reminds me, actually, there was a quote we shared by Helen Mirren, I think uh, a few weeks ago. And she said, if there's one thing I would have told my younger self, it was to say, fuck off a lot. Oh, more." Okay. <laughs> I
2: have to write that down too. Yeah.
1: And it's so true though, you know, we get to a point where it's like, really, I've said this enough. I've shown you enough. I'm good. Like if you I'm haven't good. figured it out, that's on you. <laughs> so yeah. Let's just move on. Right. So yeah. I love that you can share that. Um, we do have one last question. Then we get into our really fun part before we wrap things. We do some rapid fire. This is like, nice. our, you know, just fun stuff. So okay. before we head into that, t- can you tell us what's next? I know we're just about to wrap um, your season of fix my flip what's going on next. Well, I had a very busy season. Um, so
2: fix my flip has a couple more episodes. Great cliffhangers left. Like, Oh my God,
0: will we finish?
2: Will we finish the houses or not? Like, and this was totally unplanned. The plan was to finish all of the houses for the season. So we'll see if we do or don't, but I was also a judge on rock the block season three, which was amazing. And just, just stressful, judging you all these designers. But next in May, I will have an episode of HGTV's Hometown Kickstart, which is a phenomenal new series where HGTV takes two of their top talent in teams of two for six episodes. We go into the smallest uh, towns in the country with the biggest hearts. I got to go into Minden, Louisiana, population 12,000. I've never been in a town that small. (laughs) And we're going in and we're renovating a commercial space and a residential space of local hometown heroes and a community space that the community can share. And I'm thinking, you know, we're going in, we're going to, you know, lend all of our expertise and our talents. But what ended up happening for me, they they turned the tables on me. I was a blubbering mess. It <laughs> was the biggest <laughs> blessing from these hometown heroes. I was the one that was getting blessed oh. coming in. It's such. It's just all give back. The whole, mm-hmm. ep- all six episodes are give back. Oh and it's going to be amazing. So I believe it starts at the end of April, episode one. I will be on episode six of Hometown Kickstart. And I can't wait to see how that turns out. I mean, oh, I guess I did see how it turned out, but I haven't seen any of the, first. but <laughs> it was, amazing. it was a life. A beautiful life experience that I'm yeah. so blessed that I was picked for.
0: Oh,
1: I can't wait. Okay, so we're gonna write that down. Hometown Kickstart on HGTV. Yes. That sounds amazing. And I, I hope we're gonna get another season of Fix My Flip soon.
2: I hope so too. <laughs> it, I, I hope we find out soon.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it's a fantastic series. Like, really, it's it hits all the right notes. I just have to say that because it really Thank does. You. It hits all my uh every piece of me, entrepreneurship, a little bit of design, a little bit of SaaS, all of it, all of it. So good. And the
2: last two episodes, some uh, drama, some drama.
0: Okay. Yes. We'll look for that this week. <laughs> Thank you. That's a great thing about reality TV, isn't it? Yeah.
2: yeah. Even on HGTV, you never, you just never know. Yeah. love it.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. So
1: this rapid fire stuff, don't get okay. stressed out. It's literally just tell us the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then somehow we've gone through our time. I don't know how, but you are just such a treat to chat with always. All right, Grace, you want to kick off with the first one?
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm going to pick what is one product that you can't live without? Ponds face
2: cream. Oh, Oh. Old school from my grandma. She was a little four foot 10 Jewish woman who had perfect skin when she passed away at 94.
0: Pond's called cream.
2: cream. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, Thanks that. You have you, great skin. You know, you look Well, this amazing. is
0: amazing.
2: <laughs> this is makeup, but <laughs> I'm writing but, this down too. <laughs> but my, fir- my skin is firm. So I actually have Malay- Mal- uh, Malaysia. No, I'm tired. Y'all hold on. Yeah. Ma- Malaysia, whatever Malaysia? it's called. Yeah. Malaysia, just hyper skin and It's horrible, but you oh. know, I also wear good foundation and Pond's keeps my skin nice, firm and tight.
1: Hmm, okay, yeah. we'll try it out. We'll, we'll reference <laughs> you too. Um, when was the last time you did something for the first time?
2: Whoa, the last time I did something for the first time. Oh, um, well, it would have started May twenty twenty one. I uh, created and am executive producing and hosting Triple Threat, my own show.
1: Love it. That's a pretty big one. Yeah, it's pretty that's pretty big, big, big yeah thinking like you know i learned how to bake
0: <laughs> that's pretty big <laughs> okay if you had a theme song what would it be
2: oh if i had a theme song i can't tell you guys that let me think of a nice one
0: it's a song
2: it's called you guys really want to know the truth yes uh, of course we do it's it's really what the black community calls really ratchet meaning it's really like it's on the edge, but it's called The Takeover by Jay-Z, and it's really bad, but it gets me hyped up. It's yes. just about taking over the whole music industry, but he's really clapping back on people that have disrespected him. It's yeah. really bad, you guys. Listen to the edited version, okay? okay. okay. It's <laughs> fun, but it's just like, you know, we're taking over, and you can't come and take what we're doing. It's like bringing a knife to a gunfight because we're taking over. I love it's it. It's really horrible, but... <laughs> that's split. it's embarrassing. It'd <laughs> be horrible if it's jay No. <laughs> I know Jay-Z, he's such a good lyricist though. So if you listen beyond a little bit of the violence in it, it's, it's his lyrics are so brilliant. Yeah. And, and just, he tells, he's such a good storyteller, you know, yeah. even though it gets a little out there, but yeah, the takeover.
1: Sometimes it's <laughs> the best, those are the best lyrics yeah. to sing too, right? Because yeah. sometimes <laughs> yeah. you just see it someone else, it it's just raw. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Where is your favorite place in the world to be? At home. Yeah.
2: Or at the beach. <laughs> at my beach home, eventually. But um, <laughs> yes. oh, I my beach home. But my <laughs> beach is my the beach is my beach is the same my sanctuary. Like when I'm having a really hard day, I live in downtown Los Angeles. And I will jump in my car and fight for an hour going through traffic just to get there so I can see the ocean. And I'm like, okay, I'm better. I'm better. Yeah. I feel like I have all of nature around me. Everything's going to be okay. And yeah. I come right back home. I like to <laughs> snuggle with my blankies.
0: Yeah. Home is, <laughs> home is safe, right? Yeah. Oh, home is very perfect. safe. Okay. What was your favorite subject at school?
2: I got kicked out in 12th grade. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking. <laughs> if that was a subject, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> right. But if I had to pick one, um, it probably would have, uh, I, I don't, I didn't like school. Um, and I, I had good grades cause you yeah. know, I'm a reader and I'm a learner more, more, more importantly, I'm very competitive. So I would never let anybody get a better grade than me, but, um, gosh, you guys, my favorite subject in school. Well, you know, I would say English because I've been writing since I was a little girl. I've always had, even here, I've always had a notebook. Well, there we go. A notebook that I carry around with me. Yeah. And yeah. so it would have been English, yeah. Okay, but just to write, just the writing
1: aspect of it. I love yeah. it. It's, it's funny sometimes when we think back to our younger selves, right? Like yeah. you're so, I mean, you've done so much since your twenties, <laughs> but then you think back to that, you yeah. know, younger page. Um, I was in
2: trouble every day. I talked way too much, way too much.
0: Well, it served you well. It uh, did. Exactly. (laughs) I was going to say, look at you now. School systems are so rigid sometimes. They don't allow those people that are creative or out of the box to really hone in those skills. Yeah. 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 We're
2: with you. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah. And I went to a Catholic all-girl high school. So it was like, oh, (laughs) Oh. I had to learn, but I didn't, I didn't like it. (laughs)
1: So that is actually a whole other podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it really is.
1: <laughs> All right. What do you wish more women would do for themselves?
2: Treat themselves better. Yeah. Just treat yourself better. Yeah. You know, whatever that means to you. If that means buying some new cold cream for your face, yeah. you know, a new eyeliner and a new lip gloss goes a long way. A retreat, you know, spending more time, more money. And more self-care and interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're not interested in ourselves because we don't like where we are. And we yeah. don't like ourselves because of what other people say about, have said mm-hmm. about us. So yeah. deflecting that and taking care of our insides.
0: Yeah, for sure. So good. For sure. Okay, last one. Guilty pleasure. What oh, is God, your you guilty guys. pleasure?
2: If I tell you, I'm so embarrassed.
0: <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs>
2: Okay, let me swallow. Clear my throat. (laughs) Let me clear my throat. My guilty pleasure. I can I? Okay, which one? Okay, here we go. So I am, for 10 years, the Walking Dead. I think I'm part of the cast. (laughs) They have taught me how to light fires, how to swing machetes. You know, I, and I hate that it's coming to an end, but the walking dead is I, every, my family, especially when the kids were in the house, cause I've been watching it from season one, episode wow. one, when it comes on, on Sunday nights at eight, you all are quiet. Like, <laughs> and I have to watch it live. I mean, now we can DVR everything, but live is my guilty pleasure. And, and, and the caveat to that is I, I pop my microwave popcorn, but that's, that's not it. You have to then melt butter I use vegan butter. I melt it in the microwave and I pour it over, but then it's not over. Then I get the tahine salt and I put the tahine on okay. it. I promise you it will change your life. So there are two
1: two things together. Uh, we <laughs> stopped, You know what? Maybe I think you might've inspired me to pick up The Walking Dead again. We, we stopped around season four, I think. And hmm. I got lost in the middle somewhere. Like we've actually read all the comics and everything. I just, we got but there was a
2: spinoff for Fear of the Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead. It, it, four got crazy, and it got a little challenging to walk, like, watch, like six to eight. And okay. now in season really six to ten, to tell you the truth, <laughs> okay. you have to just keep going. You have to keep, just going, keep going. Actually, I think season eight and nine, it gets crazy. <laughs> it, 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 it gets crazy. And now season okay. ten, yeah, they're going to end on a good note. Okay.
1: All right. I'll take your word for it. I, I, see, I know too you, much about it. You've converted me, Paige. Thank <laughs> you for sharing too. We all need one of those guilty pleasures, right? Oh, this yes. was for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: This has so been amazing. Fun. You oh. are so insightful. And just to see your drive and determination and just this... This ty- this podcast couldn't be titled better for someone like yeah. showing us to do the work. This you've just such a prime example. You you, it's you do wonderful. it all. Yeah, you do, but you protect those boundaries too, and and it's um it's 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 that realistic look at it all like yes you do the work but you have to take care of yourself and so it's it you're just I have just loved it it's been great talking to you thank you so much for joining us
2: well thank you both without your platform and your drive to be better and have women live a better stronger fiercer life I wouldn't be able to share this so and oh. your questions were amazing as always you know
0: you're so great so thank you so oh. much Thanks, no, it wonderful thank you well and for
1: anyone listening, so first of all, we're all gonna come visit you one day in LA because I just yeah. I'm gonna stand right where you are and right there. Yes, Look at it. It's all so light now. It was dark when we started and now we're we're daylight.
0: Beautiful. It's gorgeous. <laughs>
1: Um, no, but you know, really, thank you so much for sharing. And for anyone listening, you know, if you think there are other women who'd be inspired by Paige, please share this podcast. You know, free listening. And we've been so fortunate to connect and support over fifty thousand women around the world. We don't want to stop growing now. So, you know, everyone is always welcome to be part of our community. Um, so we can help share as many impactful events, programs, and resources as possible. And don't forget to review and rate us. And until next time, we hope that you stay well, and we can't wait to talk to you again soon. Paige, thank you so much. We'll hopefully see you soon. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Grace.
2: Anytime you call, I'll
1: be right here. All right. That'll be soon. (laughs) Thanks so
2: much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.